with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. What's up? This is Live with Ryan Reese. I'm going to be your host tonight, Sean McKean. I'm joined in studio with our good friend, Melinda Reese. What's up? Uh, Ryan's not here tonight, but we're going to have a great show. You know, God's been doing so many amazing things with the whosoever's. These guys have been able to do a lot of things at the high schools lately. Um, and just this show in general, we've been getting a lot of great feedback over the last couple of years we've been doing it. So thank you for the listening audience that tunes in every single week. I feel kind of strange being here. I haven't been here for a couple of weeks. I know. Either have I. No? <laughs> no, because I went to D.C., Philadelphia, oh, right. New York with Skylar. Uh-huh. So then when I got back, I haven't been on since. Yeah. It's been kind of crazy. Yeah, but, you know, it's always good when we come down here because we love connecting uh, with the audience. It's been so busy for me personally in my own life, man. I'm coaching baseball right now. I was just telling you before the <laughs> yes. show. Man, had a tournament game last night, tournament game this morning. We won both of them, so that's a good thing. Um, but I love doing that. I love being a dad. Uh, I love being a part of ministry. Um, but all of it together, you know, life can be, get very busy. And we're going to be talking about a lot of things. I thought it would be good to just kind of open up to the listening audience about your life, Melinda, and my life. So many of the people know um, some of the things that we have come from and Ryan for sure. Right. Uh, but since they tune in all the, the time and we're always here, I think it'd be great for the listening audience to be able to connect with us. Uh, throughout the show, we're going to be taking your calls regarding anything that maybe you might be going through. Maybe it is the calling that God has for your life. Maybe some questions. Maybe you're struggling um, with either depression, anxiety, or you just have a question you want to bounce off of. Maybe it's a relationship question. We're going to be taking your calls here tonight. 888-564-6173. Again, 888-564-6173. And I'm going to have Melinda uh, go off with a couple of announcements on things you need to be aware of. Uh, so we're going to be giving away Spirit West Coast uh, tickets. And there are two dates that you can... Um Ask for it, and it's there's one on June 9th, and that's in Ontario, and then June 17th, which is in Del Mar. And the bands that are going to be there are Toby Mac, Crowder, Mac uh, Powell from Third Day, Phil Weckham, Zach Williams, Holland, and Danielle Strickland is the speaker, and that is June 9th in Ontario. And then the uh, one that's in Del Mar, which is June 17th, it's with uh, Casting Crows, Mac Powell from Third Day, Jordan, Felice. Zach Williams, Holland, and Shalene Bryan, who's a speaker. So we'll be giving away those tickets tonight. So just call in, and you'll get uh, free tickets. And you'll also be getting um, a pack for your whole uh, family and um, great music. Have you ever been to Spirit West Coast? I've never been. No. I've never been either. No, but I might be going to the one in Ontario. And for those that are calling in, uh, you do have the option to choose between the two. Uh, whether you want to go to, on, and that's Ontario, California, not yeah, in Canada, right? <laughs> um, or um, uh, Del Mar as well. So make sure you call in right now, 888 The operator that's standing by, you'll be able to get those tickets. A couple other things, uh, Live with Ryan Reese presents. This is going to be a speaking tour Ryan's going to be doing. It's Ryan Reese Wake Up. You're going to start seeing a bunch of stuff on social media. If you want to book Ryan, maybe at your church or at a speaking venue. Um, they are taking booking for that now here in Southern California. You can email 
at info at ryanreese.com. And again, with the whosoever's, you can go to the whosoever's.com, check out everything that's taking place with those guys. And um, there's product there, all the product that is sold, the hats, the shirts, and all the different accessories. It funds the movement um, that these guys are able to go to many different places. Uh, Sunday Center of All, Ryan, or Ronnie Feist, Ryan, all of them have been tag teaming, going to these schools, and it makes it possible when people are able to get behind. Also, there's a way that you can get behind monthly. For as little as $10 a month, you can sign up at info at thewhoservers.com email uh, where if you want to book a, the Kill a Noise Tour, but also if you want to join the monthly um, giving program, you can go to the Whosoever's website and get more information. And for those that have been tuning in the last couple of weeks, you probably have heard that Ryan has a teaching segment that comes That's on right, right after uh, this show. So make sure that you stay tuned in here for the, the local listeners here in Southern California. You're going to be hearing some of Ryan's teaching. I know. I feel like everything's moving in slow motion tonight. I don't know why. It's <laughs> like I see over there. It's like. Duh. Oh, because I'm calm and, and Ryan's yeah, like a Yeah, Ryan's maniac. always like, ah, all yeah. crazy. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, feel like I'm mellow. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> well, you know, crazy. as we're going to be covering some different subjects uh, throughout this night, Melinda, I was texting you earlier today uh, when we were preparing for this and. I, I do think, Melinda, if you would just share your story a little bit when you came to the Lord, because I think a lot of the perception that maybe people have out there, maybe they don't know us completely. They know that we're on the show with Ryan, but maybe don't know our stories or right. what God's done in our life. And maybe there's some out there that might be starting their walk with the Lord. They've been walking with the Lord for a long time, and I thought it would be a cool encouragement to them. I kind of joked with uh, Sean when he first said that to me, because I feel like sometimes that my life is harder <laughs> walking with the Lord right. because there's so many obstacles that we have to, you know, maneuver and, you know, get beyond. And it's like, yeah, when you're in the world and you're just doing what you do, it's all for yourself. And there's no, you know, real consequences per se, because you're not caring about anything else. But then when you become, you come to know the Lord, it's like all of a sudden now you have this relationship yeah. with God, the father, and you don't want to disappoint him. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And there's convictions that you feel in your life when you know that you're doing something wrong. And so it's kind of like this thing where you're like, okay, like I have to do right. And so it's a battle. It's yeah. a battle between good and evil per se, because it's your flesh that wants you to do these things, but you don't really want to do them. And I, I feel like uh, the longer you're in the Lord, the harder the attacks come because You've gone through so many attacks from Satan and you've conquered them because, you know, the, when you conquer those trials, he doesn't come at you again because he knows he can't get you. Mm -hmm. But I was listening to a study the other day on the uh, radio and he was saying, you know, Satan can only get you when you allow that door to be open, mm. you know, and he knows where you're weak and he's going to hit you in those places where you're weak. And I think that a lot of people have a perception of you and I and maybe Ryan and others that because, you know, we teach the word of God, mm -hmm. we're on the radio, that we have it all together. Right. But we don't. Yeah. I mean, it's just we're like everybody else. For you know sure. what I'm saying? And so we go through the same type of trials. They, they're all different. But my trial might not be your trial. Your trial might not be mine, but it's all the same. We're still battling. Yeah. We're still battling our flesh. And you never come to a point where you've arrived and your flesh is not, you know, coming at you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, sure. it's a constant daily of just denying yourself and just, you know, moving forward. And it's funny because I'm not like so emotional. And so I know we're not led by our emotions, but um, I feel like 
we, I, I, for me, I don't have a lot of emotions. So sometimes I question like, am I really right with the Lord? Cause I don't feel it, right. but I just do it. I keep walking the walk out of true obedience because yeah. I know that that's what it's about. It's about being obedient and doing things with the right motives. Mm-hmm. I could do all these things, but if they're with the wrong motives, they mean nothing. For sure. You know? Yep. And so just getting your mind wrapped around, okay, like if someone needs help, don't do it begrudgingly because then you've lost, you know, mm-hmm. any blessing that you're going to get from that. And yep. not that we do things for blessings, but still, when, you know, when we're serving the Lord, it's like, okay, he's like, yeah, okay, keep doing it. But if you're serving him with, you know, the wrong motives, then why serve him at all? For sure. You know? You know, I think one of the things that's different when you're, you're walking in the world is that, when you don't want to deal with something, you didn't deal with it. For me, I didn't deal with it. Right. Either I procrastinated, whether I did drugs or I did alcohol to kind of drown out. Exactly. But now when you're, you're walking with the Lord and you're trying to walk uprightly, mm-hmm. it's not just doing what is right in the sight of man. It's also dealing with difficulties, right. adversity, because that, that's a part of life. You yeah. know, and in my I've walked been walking with the Lord about 13 years. Time's gone by so quick. Um, but I remember the first days of my walk. And I remember the change and the transformation that took place in my life. But I've gone through many seasons. Yes. Um, for you, Melinda, you came to the Lord. Was it in high school? Were you already out of high no, school? No, it was uh, the summer going into my senior year of high school. Okay. So it was, you know, the height of, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the partying, the, mm-hmm. you know, the drugs, the whatever, you know. And I had grown up in the church. It was a Methodist church. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know anything about a personal relationship. I went to church, I would go to Christian summer camps, and I liked them. But I didn't know what it meant to truly surrender your life. That it impacted your change of life. Yes, exactly. Or what it meant to walk with the Lord. And then, you know, my brother brought me to Committed, which is Lance Cook, and now it's Calvary Chapel La Habra. And I, I I didn't know anything about being saved, so I didn't know that I would have to go up and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I thought I was good. Right. Like, I believed in him. There was no doubt that there was a God. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. And he brought me one night, and Lance gave the altar call, and I just started crying. And I didn't comprehend at that point why I was crying. Like, I didn't get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I was not really exposed to this type of relationship. I was exposed to religion, let's just say. And as I was sitting there, and I was just crying and crying and crying, I just felt like the Lord just pressing upon me, like, go up there, you know, accept me. And I did. And for me, being at that age and that time in my life, I couldn't, I mean, I would have done it, but the support that was there Mm. was amazing. It kept me on track. I mean, we did everything together. And I truly believe to this day that when you become uh, a new believer, you need that support system. You need that person there to be there for you to be like, hey, you know, what can I pray for you about? Or just to have someone you can talk to. Yeah. Whatever you want to say, whether it's right or wrong, but just to get it out there and be like, this is how I, you know, feeling, or this is what I'm going through. And know that that person's not going to judge you or think differently of you, but walk with you in this trial or Mm -hmm. walk with you in whatever it is. You're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people. They're alone. And so Satan. Yeah. And Satan gets the best of you when you're alone because you have no one to combat those uh, thoughts that come into your head from Satan. 
Well, you know, a lot of things have to do with like a, a mind trip. Satan likes to play with your mind a lot of times, you know. And, you know, we, Rawl has always brought up the parable of the sower and the seed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a great example of how God works, you know. Maybe they hear the word of God and they have an emotional experience, right. but it doesn't really last. Or exactly. um, as soon as a trial takes place and they give up. Or it's those that walk in with the Lord for a while, but then the cares of this life, you know, you start getting distracted and before you know it, you're caught up again and then there's the one that's planted and it's growing and it's right. connected exactly. and, and when that takes place and real change takes place and fruit comes out uh, of our lives you know i know like in my life i seem I, I didn't go to church a lot my mom was a christian um my dad was catholic but that was just by you know it's kind of like only. that thing yeah name only it's <laughs> kind of like if, if you're mexican you're catholic, catholic right and if you're irish you're catholic and right uh, I'm not Mexican. No? I, I think you can tell. By yeah, my... really. Your skin's kind of like, you but... think you're Irish, but once you get your DNA, you might think right. differently. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but, um, you know, so it was just, yeah, cultural. It was just routine. Right. It was religion. Um, but my mom was a legit Christian, mm-hmm. uh, the only one in a home full of three boys and then my dad. And we just, me and my brother just got caught up. My brother got caught up fighting. I got caught up doing drugs and alcohol and relationships. And before you know it, uh, my high school years went by fast. Me and Ryan met each other when we were like fresh, when I was a freshman or a sophomore. And I got expelled out of school when I was a sophomore and went back and forth from uh, independent study and all that kind of stuff. But back in the day, me, Ryan, John Barry, my brother, like eight of us that were close we're all in independent study, right. you know? So guys that had problems with drugs and alcohol, yeah. it was like not a good thing. Exactly. Because Tuesday was a Friday night and everything. And before you know it, um, what started off by smoking weed a little bit after school turned into a forest fire, basically. And many of us got full-blown into drug addiction right. or, and party addiction. Right. Like we were just a part of the scene for so many years. Yeah. Um, Till I was 27 years old, I had been done acid, done coke, done meth, and that last two years, I was so strung out on meth and perverted with pornography and the relationships I was in at the time, I felt lost. Mm. When I think about that time, I mm-hmm. think of myself as being numb with emotion. Right, I could right. be at the barns and I could be hanging out with all the guys and I can be joking off and, and saying all these different things. But I, when I was at home and nobody was around... That's who I was. Right. And I would even have the time of partying with the guys, but I would go on solo missions by myself. I would go get drugs by myself. Right. I would go to the bar by myself. And at that time, that's when it was starting to get dark. Like exactly. I was doing like pretty weird, tricky right. things. And as me and Rain have talked about, like there was like demonic oppression, like in my room. There was just so many things that I battled with. And then the influence that was in my life, I had my mom, but I also had a friend that had come to the Lord. I saw the Passion of the Christ movie. Um, I eventually would ask where it spoke about that in the Bible, and I would begin reading the Bible, and that's what brought me to Diamond Bar to meet up with Raul. And um, I remember just spending time with him like this, like as simple as this. I believe there's a God. Um, I've been reading the Bible, but I'm so confused. I can't get sober. I got my second DUI in a year. I got busted with meth. I might be going to jail. I need a change. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. and I just remember Raul just crying. He was just weeping mm. by say, and saying, we've been praying for you guys for right. so long. 
And um, that night, April 7, 2004, I'd give my life to the Lord. And that started my journey mm -hmm. in my walk with God. As you were right. uh, going to uh, Lance Cook and uh, Committed is mm -hmm. what you said it was called mm -hmm. as well. And then the journey begins. Right, exactly. Um, and, I, and I believe there's probably a lot of people out there that find themselves in that part of the journey. Um, if you're tuning in right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese, um, myself, Sean McKeon, and uh, Melinda in studio taking your calls. And now, right, right now, we're just talking about the journey of walking with the Lord because we know that there's a lot of people out there that find themselves in different seasons of, the of your life and of your walk. And as we were talking about right now, man, there's ups and downs. There's trials, you know. I'm a, I'm a father now. Right. I'm married now. My life's changed a lot since I first started walking with the Lord. So maybe that's where you find yourself as well. Maybe you have questions regarding your walk with the Lord. Maybe you have questions about maybe an addiction you're battling with. Maybe it's a battle in your marriage. Um, call in 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. You know, I think that um, what happens to a lot of Christians or people that feel this tug on them before they come to know the Lord is that they need to come right to the Lord. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And then when they accept the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, then all of a sudden it's like they are so concentrated on the things in their life that aren't right that that takes away from their time with the Lord. And I was listening to um, Chuck Smith on the radio the, today, and he was talking about how, you know, if you're struggling with something, don't concentrate on what you're struggling with. Get in the word of God. He said that he was struggling with something and the Lord said, just spend time with me. Like, don't think about the struggle, but spend time with me in the word and the Lord's gonna take care of it. Yeah. It's like we try in our own strength to take care of things because, okay, we know it's wrong before the Lord. So we're gonna make sure that we get it right. right. But what we're doing was that we're doing it in our flesh instead of saying, okay, Lord, you know what? I can't do it. You need to do it. I'm going to spend time in your word because I know through that it's going to cleanse me and it's going to allow me to hear you to be able to overcome all these demons that I'm dealing with, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. it's like with the things that, you know, that are out there, you know, it's like with suicide and with pornography and drugs and alcohol. And it's like it consumes people because that's all they can think about because they know it's wrong and they feel terrible about it. So then they have condemnation and then it just gets to the point where they just feel defeated. Right. Instead of just sit down and read the word, mm. just read it because that is what's going to cleanse you. And that is what's going to push you forward with the Lord yeah. because he's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like, okay, I'm going to read it and hopefully it'll happen. No, it does. Yeah. It just happens, you know? Is a battle, you it know. Is. You know, you, you bring up suicide, and many people know this. Last week, that uh, another musician uh, hung himself, the Chris Cornell right. from from Soundgarden, and there's been so many musicians. and And as of late, over the last ten years, it seems like a lot of the musicians later in their careers, right. you know, they were big in the '90s. Exactly. You know, and Michael Jackson and, and you know Prince and all these right. guys have died later in their years. Mm -hmm. it, the The lead singer to In Excess, you right. know, years ago. Exactly. Out of the the spotlight is the big spotlight as they were when. And they were, right. you know, real huge. Um, but the battle is still there. And the enemy, I've always heard, 
he doesn't take breaks. He doesn't right. take days off. And That's he strategizes right. against us. And as you enter into your walk with the Lord, understand there is temptation. There are trials. Right. You know, And that's why what you were saying, the importance about being connected, and I was connected to you, going to a church that taught the Word mm-hmm. of God, you begin to grow. Right. Um, when I started being involved in ministry, there's a lot of things that I've pulled from Rawl in my, in my life and in my ministry. Mm-hmm. One thing that he told us often, and he still says it today, stay simple, stay humble humble and know your word and God will use you powerfully. Um, But also being aware of of temptation. Exactly. You know, I always laugh at a couple of the leaderships that he gave when he uh, would point out like, hey guys, when you think that there's a girl, you know, checking you out, don't think it's because you're good looking, you know? Exactly. Satan is setting you up. (laughs) Uh He's setting you up Mm -hmm. to veer you off track from what God has for you. And I remember taking and gleaning some of those things. And I remember earlier in and this maybe somebody can relate to this. You give your life to the Lord, and then maybe these things of the flesh that you have always wanted, now they're starting to come to your door. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember um, this girl that I used to, I knew her for years from high school and everything. Uh, I had been walking with the Lord probably about six months, almost a year, and went to like a friend's gathering, and she was like coming on to me like all heavy and everything. Right. And in my mind, you're battling with your flesh. Exactly. Like, really, why didn't this happen 10 years ago, <laughs> right. you know? And then you're like, why now? Well, I can't should act I on it. Yeah. Give in? No. But then it's like remembering like what God's doing right. in my life and is it really worth it, you know? Right. Um, and some other instances in my in my life. And now as I look back now, those were maybe some pitfalls that the Satan was starting to veer me off in my life. And um, the uh, knowing God's will for your life will change the direction of your life. Um, one thing that Ryan talks about so often, it's not just, okay, I stopped doing drugs mm-hmm. and now I'm just, you know, doing the... No, there's a change that's taken place. That's why right. Ryan goes and he speaks to, in high schools, you know, because there's a purpose. There is a uh, a reason why we are here. Exactly. And when you identify the calling of God in your life, it will change, you know, your passion right. as well. You know, Melinda, as you started um, walking with the Lord and then years later you got involved in ministry, you got married. I mean, you have children now. How many, You have four children, four children that are yes. amazing children. Your life is in a different season today as well. Exactly. Right? Completely through, different. You know, you've learned a lot of things in life. What would you say to the listening audience for those that find themselves maybe in the, you know, been walking with the Lord for a few years now and maybe they're going through maybe a dry season or a tough season? I'd say that. There are going to be many dry seasons in your life as you walk with the Lord. And as you go through those dry seasons, you just have to remember that obedience. I know Mm. I keep saying obedience, but that's what it's all about. It's brought up in the Bible all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's like you just need to be be obedient. I mean, there are times when I read the word and I'm like, okay, that was great. But what did it really say? What Mm. is it, you know? And it didn't really mean anything to me at that time. But you can't get discouraged and be like, well, why should I read it? Because I'm not getting anything out of it, Mm. you know? And so that's why for me, um, going through those dry seasons, I love to read through the one year because you just go through the Bible systematically. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I think sometimes you get so caught up in wanting to hear the Lord's Lord's voice every time you read. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to happen every time. Mm -hmm. But you just need to keep reading because there's something in there. And just knowing the history and knowing those stories that the Bible has in the Old Testament, it's going to help you because those things come up. You know, you talk about Joseph and what his brothers did to him mm-hmm. and how, um, I was just reading today, and how, you know, he was in Egypt. He had no one there that was a believer. They were all pagan, 
And yet he still stand firm on his belief in God. Mm-hmm. He didn't differ. He still had faith. He still knew. And uh, the Lord gave him those dreams to keep him going. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And he knew that. And so that's what he put his faith in those dreams that they would come true one day and that the Lord was going to, you know, reveal all this stuff to him and that his brothers were going to bow down to him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so that kind of thing, it's like sometimes we feel like we're in a situation where we're the only ones that believe, but we can't let that get to us. We have to still stay on mm-hmm. that path, you know? And yeah. I would have to say that if you're not in a true Bible teaching church, then you're not going to make it. I mean, I look at, you know, just being at Calvary Chapel, you know, West Covina, now Golden Springs for, you know, over 20 years. And I'm just so grateful that we have a pastor there that teaches through the word. And yet sometimes it does get, you know, redundant that he does say the same thing over and over again. But why? Because we need to know it. We need to. The Bible repeats itself. Yeah. And we need to really know what we believe, you know? And I feel like, you know, without that, I don't know where I'd be really, because Mm -hmm. it's just that, you know, steadfastness of just going through the Bible systematically, Genesis to Revelation and never differing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And as we're talking about this, and now we've both been walking with the Lord for, you know, quite quite a a few years now, when we look at our generation today, Nothing has changed in the no. in the fact of this, the need of a change of life, mm-hmm. a need of understanding why I'm here. Is there a God? Is there such thing as heaven and as hell? Those questions burn the hearts of so many people around, but they get blurred out a lot of times by sin, by things around you, by distractions, so that you can't hear God's right. voice. Um and when we look at our society today, you know, everything's so fast-paced. We've talked about this a lot. Social media is rampant. Um, everybody is so connected. There was so much communication. Right. Um, but, you know, surveys have shown that though people have so much connection and so much communication, they actually feel more depressed and more lonely than ever. Right. Why? I mean, I really have to watch myself, too, to be honest. Because no, I, so look, I. I look at it and I think— Oh, look at what they're doing, and my life isn't that exciting. And then, you know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. you get caught up in it. You look at what people are doing, you're like, wow, their lives look so exciting. But then it's like, I bring myself back and go, that is how much, like, is that five seconds of their life? Yeah. Is that a minute? What is that? You know what I'm saying? It's not real. It's not reality. I was watching, a, uh, you know, I love that King and Queen exactly. show. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the thing makes you laugh all the time. But um, it was funny. I was on an episode earlier today. Uh-huh. And in it, they actually got the wrong photos at like the drugstore oh, yeah. or whatever. I you know, when I've you seen that they get photos <laughs> and then they took them home and they're like, oh, they're tripping out on the life that right. they had, these other people had, and exactly. they, they're all bummed at themselves. Right. And then I'm thinking, like, wow, like that's actually social media. Right. You know, that was made like 10 years ago. Right. But the, the fact of like, trying to you know now now we should go snorkeling we should do this we should do this oh they have it all figured out exactly and you want something else and that's the negative impact that social media has had Mm -hmm. for so many people where you don't feel content right because people have there's a great difference between contentment and complacency right complacency you're not going anywhere um you have no vision you have no passion you have no direction exactly um that's being complacent contentment 
is being thankful for what God has given mm-hmm. you. You know, being thankful for your wife, being thankful for the husband that God has blessed you with, the children God has given you, the roof over your head. Right. And when you find true contentment in Christ, you will have peace with the Lord. Right. We're going to take a break here in a couple minutes, but I do want to give out the number because we will take your calls on the other side of the break. Um, 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. Maybe you find yourself going through a tough time in your walk with the Lord. Maybe it's a marriage thing. Maybe it's a relationship thing, um, an addiction, whatever it might be. Maybe you're battling with uh, suicide or depression or anxiety or any of those things. We'd love to talk to you uh, here this evening and just be able to connect with you. Uh, as always, make sure you go to thewhosoovers.com. Also go to ryan-reese.com where you can see all the archives of this show. We've been doing this show for over two years now. You also have all of Ryan's teachings as well. Ryan's about to get real busy. Yeah, uh, I know he wants to uh, be able to do go on the speaking tour because his heart is burning for this generation. Mm-hmm. Um, he, God has given him the ability to preach and to teach and be able to connect. We, we've been seeing so many amazing things here in Southern California and a lot of the high schools he's been able to go through at assemblies during lunchtime and having great turnouts, having great responses. So we encourage those that are tuning in and listening to the show every week that you continue to pray for what God is doing um, with the high school, with the whosoevers, and make sure that you follow Ryan and the whosoevers on all of the social media platforms as well. You know, Melinda, as we're talking about um, your walk with the Lord and we're talking about temptations, we're talking about trials. They're needed, though. Trials yes, are needed. They are. And even when you resist temptation and mm-hmm. seeing the power of God, the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Right. Um, it will give you strength. Just like anything, if you want to um, get strong in it, guys go to the gym, girls go to the gym. Right. It's to get themselves in shape physically. Um, but if you want to be on point spiritually, um, trials are needed. Exactly. They, they they strengthen you. They're never meant to destroy you. No. Because even though you go through a trial and you think you can't make it, there's always a way of an escape. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's never meant to just take you out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's what you do with that trial. Cool. Well, we'll we're going to be going to the break <laughs> right now. Two minutes, and we'll be right back. Peace. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. What's up? We are back. This is live with Ryan Reese. Tonight, I am your host, Sean McKeon, and I'm in studio with Melinda Reese. We've just been kind of chopping it up here this evening. I'm just kind of breaking down where we've come from. I thought it'd be cool if um, for the local listeners to, to hear our story a little bit, just so you understand that you're not alone. I know we have a cool comment that's coming in right now, um, because a lot of times I think we can mind trip. Like, we have to be 
perfect. Like right. everything has to be put together and, oh, you know, this pastor and he has no issues. He has no problems. Dude, I, I'm with Pastor Raw many times throughout the week. And I've seen the different things that he's gone through right. in life. And I believe that's why he puts so much emphasis on being in the word. He's always sending devotions. He's always encouraging and exhorting us in so many ways because the battle that he has faced for over 40 years of walking with the Lord, he knows that those are battles that you and I are going right. to face as well. Linda, why don't you read that comment that just came We have through. a comment from Chris from LA and he says that he feeling Lately, he's been feeling like he's not right with Jesus. I always thought being a Christian meant I had to be perfect. Nobody knows I feel this way. You guys are really motivating me to keep going. And that's basically mm -hmm. what we're trying to get across, right. that we're not perfect. Right. And that we're going to go through those trials, and we're going to go through those valleys, and we're going to go through those times of total dryness and, like, I don't feel like reading the Word. I don't feel like praying. and But we have to keep going. Yeah. We just have to keep going. Yeah, you have problems. Yeah, you yes. have um, you know disagreements or arguments with your wife or with your husband or you know going crazy raising right. your children. Those yeah. those things happen. They I do. have those moments. I had that moment the other day. I got myself all stressed <laughs> out. Got myself in a in a mode. I just start when when I get right. mad. I just start cleaning. You right. Know, just, I just get I get fresh air. I just start cleaning. I, it's like a weird thing. Right. And um, but then the Lord has to deal with me and get me calm and, right. and at peace and bring conviction in areas of my exactly. life because I, I'm still growing, right. you know, I, I really am. Um, and as we look at the Bible, we were give, you gave the example of, of Joseph. Uh -huh. And there's a lot of characters that I've connected with. Um, one always has been Abraham right. um, because when you look at his life and if you look at the New Testament, he is reverend basically. Right. He is the patriarch of the faith. There's nobody like Abraham. No. Um, and even with the Jewish faith, Abraham, Moses, and David are in like the elite class. Mm -hmm. But when you actually read Abraham's life from Genesis chapter 12 to 25, where it's focused, you actually see that he made mistakes. Right. He made moment he had lapses of faith he had times where as you said earlier he trusted in himself at uh -huh. a couple times and that got him into trouble exactly um see because god allows us by we have a free will mm -hmm. we have a free will to obey god or disobey god um but with those choices come consequences right. the consequences of blessings consequences of you know going through trials and right. testings at, at times or whatever it might be um but in Abraham's life, he went through all the ups and downs of life. He actually, um, as he was given this great promise, the promise wasn't taking place. What did he do? Take matters into his, his own, own hands. hands. Um, ha had um, a child with another woman and went through all of these things in his life. But the pinnacle of his walk with God came on Genesis 22, where he took his son Isaac mm -hmm. up to that mountain. And the, what's so important about that is this. He was able to take the promised son, right. his son that he loved so much, the one that God had told him about his whole life. Right. And now the Lord's saying, I want you to go take your son and you're going right. to sacrifice. And the amazing thing about that is that I'm sure there are some people, because I did, mm -hmm. maybe I was mm -hmm. ignorant. But, you know, when I first read that, I, I completely thought that Isaac was a young child. Mm. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So, like, you know, it's like my son, Bjorn. At nine, mm -hmm. he would do whatever I told him to do because I'm his mom. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you're, you know, they're dependent on you. But Isaac wasn't young. 
No, he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? So he could have said, heck no, dad, I'm yeah. out of here. Like, he would have been stronger than his dad. Exactly. Well, because what that whole thing is also a picture of is Christ. Right. Um, uh, of Christ and God the Father. Um, but another interesting point is the faith of Abraham was this. He was able to lay it all down mm -hmm. and trust God in an impossible situation and something he didn't fully understand, but he understood one thing, that God was for him and wasn't against exactly. him. Exactly. And in the book of Hebrews, he even highlights that says that Abraham knew that if God was going to take his son there, he would have to resurrect him from the grave because the promise was going to be right. through his seed. There was faith that was there. Exactly. And so when you're able to trust God with the small and big things in life, there becomes growth. Mm -hmm. Abraham, early in his life, wouldn't be able to trust God at that level. Right. Um, because mistakes come, failures come, there's life-shaping moments that come in our lives. When you look at David in the Old Testament, you see a man that the Bible says, a man after God's own heart, but was he perfect? He was not perfect. Heck he had no. lapses of faith. <laughs> he did great things for God. Right. He wrote so many amazing songs, worship mm -hmm. songs that we even sing here today. Um, but also he had those moments of doubt right. where he's like, Lord, all my enemies are surrounding me. Where are you? Exactly. All of them. Yep. And then all those people that he loved, I mean, he's running in, uh, hiding in caves, running from people. Exactly. But yet God was for him. Right. Right? Yep. And I mean, look at, look at what happened with his children. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For me, like as a parent... That just shows me like how you have to be so consistent with your kids and how you have to mark that path, mm -hmm. that path that they will walk as they walk with the Lord, you know, because if you're not consistent in your walk with the Lord, then what makes you think that they're going to be when they grow up? They're right. not. It's by example. Mm -hmm. You can tell them everything you want, but when you come home and it's just you and them, it's like if you're completely different than you are in church or even outside, right. um, they're going to be like, well, why? Like, you don't even believe it because you don't even live it, you and, know? And that's the difference between what we talked about earlier in the show, religion and relationship. Right. Religion is going to church on Sundays and living however you want throughout the mm -hmm. week with no change. Right. You might like hearing that Bible verse. Oh, it makes me feel good, good. inside. Or, <laughs> oh, I like Psalm 91 or right. I like Psalm 23. Um, but not applied to your life, it's of no value. Exactly. Um, the Christian life is one of faith. It is one of trust. Um, and it is based upon truth that has stood the test of time for thousands of thousands of years. I grew up a skeptic. I didn't believe in the things of the Bible. Um, but when you see the power of God working in your life, no one can deny. No. No one. When I look at Ryan, you know exactly. Ryan. You've known Ryan since he was a kid, and yes. I've known Ryan since he was in high school. Um, I came to the Lord four years before Ryan came to the Lord, and I knew the depths of his life, mm -hmm. how dark he could get, right. how crazy the things were around him. And I truly thought there were a couple times where he almost died. Um, not only that time in Panama, but there was another time a few years prior where I got a couple calls that he was strung out on heroin. Right. And he was just a mess. I drove all the way over there to go see him. Mm -hmm. And as a close friend of my, uh, for of mine, there were moments that I didn't think he was going to make it. Right. So to realize to have him a part of ministry, doing things like this, it is a true miracle of God. It, yep. Testament right? of who God is. Yeah. And you know the crazy thing is, is that I try in my life to keep it. Keep it real. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can get so discouraged and bummed out because everything's going wrong. But then I think about, well, why shouldn't it go wrong? Look what mm -hmm. Jesus did. He 
was crucified on the cross for no reason to right. take away my sins. You know, so mm-hmm. why why do I expect people or situations to be different? Mm-hmm. He went through everything that I could ever go through here on earth as a human, and yet he, you know, prevailed through it all. And so why should I think that my life's going to be grand or better when he went through it also? You know what I'm saying? Right. So then it brings my life back into perspective. Okay, why do I expect it to be good. Do you know what I'm saying? And I know that can be kind of defeatist type, but that's what keeps me grounded. That like, okay, this is normal. Mm -hmm. This isn't, I'm doing something wrong and this is why it's happening to me. This is what is needed to take me to that next level, to grow deeper with him. And the more that you desire to grow deeper in him, the harder Satan's going to come at you. It's when you're not being attacked or you're not going through those trials Mm -hmm. that you better examine your life. Yeah. Because you're not a threat to Satan anymore. You know, you're not being effective and being a witness to those that don't know the Lord. That's a very, very important point. Because probably one of the biggest things that people say sometimes is, why do bad things happen to good people? Right. Right? Um, and sometimes people find that hard to follow the Lord because of that, right? Yeah. If an all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-good God, why, why does he allow this or that? Right. You know, you can break it all down, you know, very simply that it goes back to your free will mm-hmm. and, and free choice. Um, but also for a child of God, you know, God does allow things in our lives uh, for a purpose and a reason. Right. Um, and we do have examples throughout the whole Bible with David again, but also Job. Mm-hmm. One thing about Job that the Bible says that there was no one like Job. Right. He was the good of the good can be. Right. He was um, a man who loved his family. The mm-hmm. Bible says that he would get up early every morning and he would pray for his family. Great example for all you parents out right. there. He prayed for his children that they might not sin against God. And if they did, he was interceding on their behalf. And one day you have Satan that's coming to the throne room of God. And, and the Lord had said to him, have you ever seen my servant Job? Oh, well, he, of course he serves you. Right. He serves you because everything in his life is good. Right. But you know what? You take stuff from him, he'll curse you. Exactly. He'll curse that he even knows you. Right. And we know that the trial of Job. And one day he lost all of his riches. He lost his family. He, he lost so many things in one right. day. And he would say, naked I've come in. Naked shall I depart. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then Satan comes in with another attack. Well, you know what? Man only really cares about himself when it comes down to it. So I know if you touch him physically, he'll curse you. And from that time, Job was tested. Boils went all over his body from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. He was in pain. He was in agony. His wife even would say to him, why don't you just curse God right. and die? Exactly. Obviously, like you say, you follow God, you, you know, you say that God is so good, but mm-hmm. look at was, your life. Yeah. Look what he's done Look at your life. And the whole book of Job has to go with this battle going back and forth. And you know what? At the end of the story, it says that Job actually got back even more, double Mm -hmm. than what he had in the beginning. And I think that's the thing we have to understand, too. It's that, you know, it could be our closest friends. It could be our wife. It could be anybody that comes against us and, you know, tries to get us off track of doing what God's called us to do. And that's why we have to know what God's will is for our life. And we have to stay fast on that and know, okay, Lord, this is, I know where you have me. And that brings into what we're talking about contentment. 
contentment that this is where the Lord has me. Not content like, oh, I'm just going to sit back and do nothing. But contentment and knowing this is where the Lord's had me. And not to get jealous because other people are being used in a different way and you're wanting to be used in that way, but saying, you know what, Lord, this is where you're using me and this is where I should be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Instead of always trying to go after something else that the Lord may not not have for you. That's not your gifts. That's not where he wants you. You know, where you are knowing that that's where he wants you. And I, and I think that's so important, man. And that's why if you're you're tuning in right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese. Myself, Sean McKeon, and Melinda are in studio. I'm just kind of chopping up just the practical Christian life. If you have any questions, I know a couple comments have come in. I, I missed that one. But if you want to call in, 888 We got about 15 more minutes. 888 I think for me, when, when I came to the Lord, and I came to the Lord with a lot of baggage. Like I mean, I, I felt like I'd always fail. You know, right. I, I felt like I would always, um, yeah, not not make it. You know, because up to that point in my life at twenty seven, um, I always had a self destructive kind of attitude. Okay, you know, I could get myself clean up for maybe for a week right, or a couple, right. maybe a month or so. Um, okay, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do this. And before you know it, I was caught up back in bondage. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see how God changed my heart for the drugs and the alcohol, then I was able to have clarity of thought. Then I was able to read God's word. And it began showing me how the great need in our world for this truth. Right. And that's what started stirring my heart to be used by God. I was, dude, I had a speech problem growing up as a kid. I, it's funny. I, I couldn't say my R's and my W's, you know. Um, I still kind of mutter, especially when I'm off air or if I'm uh-huh. not teaching, you know. But my R's and my W's. And my brother's name was Ryan, so right. I'd say Wyan. <laughs> um, I was always shy growing up in elementary school and in junior high school as well. So to speak in front of people, to do any of things like we're doing right here. Right petrify me when right. i was even when i was in high school if i had to speak in front of the class i would ditch class i would not right. do it it yeah. would like i would get so much nerves i couldn't do it so for me those are little my moments of bethel you know right. bethel's like where god met you exactly um, and it always remembering like i was such a mess before i came to christ god restored my life he gave me gifts of the holy spirit to glorify his name mm-hmm. my life is no longer my own right and everything that is good in my life my wife my children who i i my, my family who i love so much um is given to me by the lord and i have been given great responsibility and that's another thing melinda like you know our kid, your kids are growing up, mm-hmm. right? One's going to graduate this year. The other one's going to high school. Exactly. Ireland's how old? 11, 12? She's Le- no, 10. 10. You know, Bjorn just turned nine. nine. Um, my kids are eight, six, and two. Um, responsibility. You were yes. just saying it a little bit ago. The way we live our life matters. Exactly. How our children look at us, how my wife looks at me, how your husband looks at mm-hmm. you. It definitely matters because you're leaving behind a legacy. Exactly. And I mean, you know, even though you're raising your kids in the Lord, you know, I have teenagers now and they try to tell me, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you you haven't been through it. And realistically, like we were saying earlier, nothing's changed. Mm. What they're going through, we've all been through. 
Is it a little different? Absolutely. Because like you were talking about social media and all that, but it's all the same. Yeah, it is. You know, and so just being able to just minister to them through those tough times of adolescence and growing up and the things that they go through, the peer pressure. And, you know, I always tell my kids, like, walking with Jesus isn't popular. So you're never going to be popular if you walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. Because if you choose not to walk with Jesus, that's the easy road. That's the easy way out. The hard road to take is walking with Jesus and putting him number one. And just like I was talking to Skylar the other day because I just feel like the Lord has given her just so much favor. Like everything that she has tried to do, Mm. she's done. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Where Monet has had the harder road. It's like she's tried out for so many things and wanted to do so many things and the doors have just shut. Like she hasn't been that effective. And I told Skylar, I said, Skylar, that is your testimony that is how you can minister to people you know that this is who you are you know and just Mm -hmm. trying to encourage them to just be out there and be a witness to their friends Bjorn was telling me the other day that his one of his friends was being picked on and so he was crying and so Bjorn went up to him and put his arm around him and he's like you know what we just need to pray for that little boy (laughs) you know and I'm like wow like I've had that effect on my kids. Yeah. Like they know, like, That's and awesome. not ashamed Yeah, to tell someone who is not a believer, his friend's not a believer. So it's not like he knew that his friend was going to agree because his friend was response was, well, you know, you need to pray for him, you know? And so it was not met, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, but just not to be afraid. Yeah. Not to be afraid to express, you know, your love for the Lord. That is awesome. We're going to take this phone call, and before I do, I'm going to give out the number one more time, 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. Online, we have Tim. Tim, you're calling from Ontario. Yeah, hey, hey, son, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to know, I know you got three sons. I got one, uh-huh. and he's a five-year-old. He's, he's more than I can handle. <laughs> I want to know, as, as a godly man, how do you, how do you con- contain yourself from... Uh, exploding and all over the place and letting <laughs> the anger pour out on them. Like, how do you keep your cool? Yeah. Well, you, just be patient with them. You know, it's tough sometimes, you know. I, I'm not going to lie. I had some tough times. Mm-hmm. I was saying that as well. Uh, but I heard some good advice, and it was from Dale, who is the assistant pastor at our, at our church. And he was talking about parenting, and he says, it's always stuck with me. When your kids are acting up and they're going crazy at home or whatever, the worst thing to do is to fly off the handle and go all crazy. Right. Because what are you trying to tell your kid to do? You want them to chill out. You want them to calm down. You want them to be in control. But if you come off out of control, it's a contradiction. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that's always stuck with me. You know, you you when you discipline, you stern consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, you make sure that there are guidelines in your home. You make sure that there is discipline uh, in your home, you got to also exercise grace in your life. Mm-hmm. You have to teach your children grace. Right. Um, I have three boys, and all of them are different personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest son, he's easier to deal with at times. You know, sometimes it can be difficult too. Um, but my middle one, who I love with all of my heart, <laughs> you know, but he's my fighter, my my Jetty. Yeah. Um, my son, my son Jet. He has a lot of passion in him. He can punch people. Uh, uh, he can go through and test you for sure. But you know what, Tim? You you need perspective. You need mm-hmm. to know that like this young life that you're pouring into, God has maybe blessed him with passion or, or whatever it is. And I believe that when my son gets older, 
those things that I may look at as a weakness uh, in his life right now is actually going to be a strength. And so I need to find a way to guide him in his life, you know, to communicate to him. Um, and for myself, I, dude, I need to pray. I need mm-hmm. to be spiritual. Um, if I mess up and I fly off the handle, I need to be able to communicate to him and tell him that I was wrong in this particular way. Um, because the enemy wants us to act out of control. You get it, Tim? But it's tough you, sometimes. Yeah, It's tough. I mean, Melinda has four kids. You know, have the kids ever driven you crazy before? Oh, yeah. And you know <laughs> what the funny thing is, is that not the same discipline works on every child. And that's why you have to figure out what is going to work on each child. Like I have one that's responsive to just a look and they know, oh, shoot, I better get in line because she's giving me that look. And there's one that, you know, I need to have her sit down and be alone and think about it. And then there's others where you've got to use some force. So it's all different. And you just have to find out what works for that child. And never to, like you were saying, to fly off in anger because it's not going to be received. Mm -hmm. Because they know when you're angry. But when you come off, you know, with instructing them when they're doing wrong instead of anger, then they're going to listen and they're going to get it. And that's the thing that you have to understand. Yeah, Tim, what I'd say is don't be too hard on yourself. You know, if you you desire, if you identify, man, there's a problem. I'm I'm kind of acting controlled. That's okay if you identify it. Right. So then you take it to the Lord. You ask him, Lord, help me in this particular area. Ask the Lord to give you conviction in, in life and recognize that you are, you are having building your, building blocks in your parenting and in your child's life. Um, How you act to him, how you um, treat him, it's going to be an example of of, uh, that relationship of the Lord as well in his life. And I I think that you have to take that perspective uh, into consideration. Um, Yes, our children are young. They're five years old. But before you know it, they're going to be 10, 15, Mm -hmm. 20, 30 years old. And we're going to instill in them qualities that, hopefully we'll take them for the rest of their life, Tim. So keep being a dad. There's no greater joy than, than being a dad. That's You'll have right. so many. The, gr- the the good things are going to outweigh the tough things, right. all right? But, yes, I do have those right. moments when the kids go crazy <laughs> in the store, and I'm like, fool. I've, gra- I've grabbed kids, my kids holding them, and just walking, walking out, out of stores. It happened the other day. I was at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods the other day with all three of my kids. My wife was gone. Everything was going good, and my two-year-old popped off screaming so loud. It echoed through the whole place that I had to just carry him out walk him outside of the front of the store and just had him to stand there and wait as everybody's looking at me. And I'm (laughs) in my heart, I was going crazy. But I'm like, remember, you're a pastor. People might recognize you. (laughs) Stay under control, you know. And you know what? It passed, okay? So um, there are a lot of lessons to be learned, man. So keep doing your thing. Thank you, guys. Thanks for calling in, man. That's that's the other thing. Parenting is a tough thing. Dude, it's sacrifice. (laughs) It, It is sacrifice. It is. It and if sacrifice. you're not willing to sacrifice, then it's it's not going to go well for you. You'll never have victory. No, you will never, ever have victory. It'll never be enjoyment and never, I mean, literally, like, I enjoy my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people always say, oh, gosh, summer is coming. I can't handle it because my kids are going to be home 24-7. I'm like, I love summer. Like, yeah. I love being with my kids 24-7. You know, like, we have just have built that bond together and it's just so much fun, yeah. you know, like I can't even imagine like what it's going to be like when they're gone. Like, you know, obviously the Lord's going to 
have me do other things. But I mean, it's going to be a sad day because we are so close, you know? You know, and I think this is a very important point to hit on. I know we just got two minutes is this. Victory in a relationship with the Lord comes by denial of self, picking up your cross and falling after the Lord, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Victory in your marriage is right. going to be death to self as well. Exactly. Right? You're putting another person's feelings and concerns in life before For yours, yours. Yes. right? When before you felt so se- you thought so selfishly. Right. And then having children. Once again, you dine to self again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you dine to self, you actually will see great blessings. You will see the purpose why you were created. Exactly. We live in a selfish society, and that's why so many people put their husband or their wife on the back burner at times mm-hmm. they put their children on the back burner it's right. all about them um that's dangerous Very. and guess what there's no fruit no i know at the end of my life when when the lord calls me home i want to hear my ch- I, I won't be able to hear who right. knows maybe who knows yeah. you know the book of hebrews tells us <laughs> we don't know right but um I want my children to be able to speak to the people that my dad was the real deal. Right. Um, he taught the word. He did this. He loved this. He was at our baseball games. He did all mm-hmm. these things because to me, that's lasting fruit. Right. That's lasting results. Well, you think about it when you go to a funeral and you hear all these people talk about, you know, the person that's gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like some funerals you go and you're like, wow, right. is someone going to say that about me? Yeah, I know. You know, and yeah. you, like, you start thinking about it and you think, okay, like, what am I really portraying out there? What am I putting out there? What mm-hmm. is the fruit that I'm putting out there? Is it all about me yeah. or is it about the Lord? Well, we hope this show encouraged you tonight. Just continue walking after the Lord. He will bless your life. Submit to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. We'll exactly. be back next week. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.